it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who didn't shoot down three unidentified flying objects over the weekend. Check it out, NORAD. Shooting down three more objects, but they won't tell us what they are. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? We do not know, but it is the first time in the 65-year history of NORAD that they've shot down anything, let alone three things. And so far, we haven't heard a word out of the president. You gotta do better than that. Do you ever? We're going to discuss with Dana Perino, co-host of America's Newsroom, co-host of The Five. And South Carolina Representative Nancy Mace, who sits on the Oversight Committee. And, of course, we will also talk Super Bowl, where our Kansas City listeners are partying like it's 1999. And our Philadelphia listeners are getting ready to stage a mostly peaceful protest in response to that referee call at the end of the game. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. Oh, I'll bet they're fired up in Philly. 888-788-9910 is the phone number, no matter where you happen to be listening in this country. Fox Across America is your audio safe space where you can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. You can be an independent. You can be a libertarian. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. Be whatever you want. All we ask on this show is that you don't be a... Really quick, before we get underway, just a quick announcement because we have a very busy day coming up. Uh, Fox Across America kind of making some broadcast history down here in the great state of Texas where we are now on the air for the first time in the history of this show on the legendary KLBJ in Austin, Texas. Take off the apron, Jenny Fallon. We are going out tonight, girlfriend. And I do have to tell you, it is a high honor. So everybody down there at KLBJ, you know, I'm happy to know our hostage-taking and our low-level extortion attempts finally got us onto your airwaves. It's a big deal, you guys. And uh, we will, at least for today anyway, hold ourselves to the highest broadcast standards imaginable. But if you're listening on KLBJ to the show for the first time, the thing you need to know about Fox Across America really, really quickly is I'm a conservative. I'm an unapologetic conservative. Okay, but I am not an activist. I am a talk show host. I am inviting people from all sides of the aisle into this conversation where we take the issues very, very seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously at all. Okay, the world is on fire. And what I'm trying to do with this platform is create a place where we can engage in a good faith exchange of ideas. You want to know why? It's because I'm confident in conservative ideas. I don't need to run from the fray and worry about, you know, some type of liberal character assassination because I stood my ground on the border or the fact that there are no biological differences between men and women, you know? Only girls can be the mummies. Only boys can be the daddies. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's somehow a controversial statement now. Like, Mr. Rogers would be canceled 
if he was working in the modern Democratic Party. So on this show, I will stand my ground when it comes to every single idea. And all I would ask is that you stand your own uh, because this is a talk show. It can be whatever you want. We're America. We were not supposed to agree on everything. E pluribus unum. Out of many, one means we're all free-range chickens. Go believe what you want. Go do what you want. And if you call into the show, 888-788-9910, we'll have a good time disagreeing with you. Bottom line, okay, is that this show is a old-school forum. It's not like, get off the phone, you disagree with me, you're an idiot. Okay, I went to community college. I spent most of my adult life driving a taxi. Okay, I am in no way, shape or form qualified to dismiss anyone's intellect. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Bottom line. But we begin with a welcome to KLBJ. And as I said, thank you. Big radio hugs to everybody down in Austin. Uh, The Fellas have spent a lot of time uh, just outside of Austin in Lake Travis. And we've gotten pretty, I got to be honest, got pretty banged up at the Oasis down there in Lake Travis as well. And it really is a high honor. Uh, And I do emphasize the word high uh, because we were pretty banged up when we were down there in Austin. But we will do this show completely sober uh, every day that we are on your air. You're not telling me the truth. All right, we'll do this most days that we are on your air. We will do this show uh, fairly sober. And tonight, uh, if this radio introduction isn't enough and you'd like to get get to know me even better, I will be appearing on... Gutfeld tonight at 11 o'clock on the Fox News channel. It is, of course, the highest rated late night talk show in America. So it's always cool to get the band back together with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld, a guy who did, in fact, have a Super Bowl commercial air yesterday right before Rihanna performed in the halftime show, Uh, a halftime show. She was lucky to survive because they shot down pretty much everything else that flew in the air this weekend. And when you take the stage surrounded by 200 dancers that are dressed by a cross between a condom and a balloon, you're pretty lucky to make it out of there alive. I got to be honest. Correct the mundo. (laughs) But it was a big win for my East Texan listeners down in Tyler, Texas on KTBB. Patrick Mahomes, of course, going to high school right down the road from where we broadcast on KTBB. I know they were fired up. I know they were drinking heavy last night. But if you know anything about KTBB in East Texas, they're drinking those beers just about every night. I think outside of the Philadelphia Eagle fans, the only other person that's harboring any type of resentment over the game, though, is Joe Biden because he's still wondering when the Eagles are going to come out and sing Take It Easy. Biden's lost his marbles. But I bring up Biden, why? Because we had a very unique and historic military action over the weekend as it pertains to NORAD. So NORAD, which was founded under President Dwight Eisenhower in 1958. Okay, NORAD, through every administration that came after Eisenhower, you're talking about JFK. You're talking about LBJ, You're talking about Nixon, You're talking about Ford, You're talking about Jimmy Carter, You're talking about Reagan, You're talking about George H.W. Bush, even into the 90s when we had presidents using interns as humidors. I believe that together we can make America great again. But the point is through the 90s into the aughts under George W. Bush, OK, under Barack Obama, under Donald Trump, under the current administration. Okay, we had never up until this weekend seen NORAD take shoot down a hostile actor in American airspace. Never, not once in 65 years over the weekend. We happened to do it 
three times. That can't be good. It's not good. And it's also not good that the president hasn't addressed the American people yet, which demonstrates even more weakness. It's kind of how we kicked off Friday's show. I said, hey, this whole balloon incident, the fact that Biden was getting on TV trying to downplay the significance of the threat, that was going to embolden our enemies. When you see a president that's more concerned with the political costs of a military violation of our sovereignty than the actual military repercussions, than the actual threat posed to our homeland. These high-altitude balloons, these medium-altitude balloons, these are widely considered to be the best, safest, and most efficient ways for an enemy combatant to transport a weapon of mass destruction into U.S. airspace. It's to get it here in a balloon that's a lot harder to detect on radar. And while they won't tell us what they shot down specifically— What we do know is they're not ruling out aliens. What the hell did you just say? Now, most people would just assume this is China. But the fact that there's such a semantic debate taking place at the tippy top of this intelligence apparatus. Well, we can't say it was balloons, but we won't say what it was. We have heard there was some cylindrical shaped stuff. We don't know what's going on. We just, you know, we're not getting a straight answer. And the fact that the president isn't willing to go before the American people and give us a little bit more direction on this is yet another another demonstration of weakness on the world stage. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. You almost have to be because this is the problem with Biden, man. Okay, this is not me talking to you as a Republican. It's me talking to you as an American. Okay, everybody in the world knows that our president is very carefully managed. They don't stick him in front of microphones unscripted because they have no idea what's about to come out of the guy's mouth. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night, the the, the phone. Okay, they just don't know. And there are many people in the media that do the bidding of the Democratic Party that are like, no, Biden's fine. What are you talking about? Biden's got it under control. He's sharp as a tack. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. Most objective observers aren't buying it. Okay, 22%, 22% of Americans, 22% want him to run for president in 2024. The other 78% think Biden shouldn't even bother to run. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. And while it's cool for people in the media to go, oh, Biden's fine. Okay, the American voters aren't buying that. Number one, you know who else isn't buying that? Our enemies, our enemies on the world stage. That's true. That is true. Okay, they are emboldened by the weakness we've demonstrated. Okay, they saw the Afghan troop withdrawal. They saw us pulling out soldiers ahead of civilians in some instances. Okay, that emboldened China to encircle Taiwan, that emboldened Putin to roll into Ukraine. Okay, and make no mistake about it, two weeks ago when we allowed a Chinese spy balloon to fly all the way across the United States mainland over our most sensitive nuclear facilities before we actually shot the thing down, that was not the victory they're trying to tell you it was in the Democratic Party. Nor is it a victory in terms of our confidence in this administration When they say, well, we're only finding all these balloons now because we had the radar settings turned all the way down. So don't freak out because we got people in charge who can find the balloons once they remember to, you know, turn on the radar. You have no idea how to defend a nation. Dude, that's horrifying. I don't want to know that the people tasked 
with defending this country have the radar turned down to one? Joe Biden deserves to be driven from office and disgraced. I mean, one way or the other, the point is, I'm not a national security expert, but I'd like to think, and I'm not saying we need to turn it up to 11 like this is Spinal Tap, rock and roll! Given that half the world wants to wipe us off the face of the map, I'd like to say we should at least turn the radar up to balloon setting. <laughs> okay. And it also doesn't instill any confidence in the American people when Corrine Jean-Pierre, the woman who speaks for this White House, goes on MSNBC, can't even explain what NORAD is, but assures us that we've got this under control along with help from Canada. She is so bad at her job. Here she is proving it. Clip 14. Why is why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada? Because it's part of a NORAD. There is a, the NORAD is part of like a it, part of a it's a it's a what you call a coalition, a consortium, a, 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 so, a pact okay. exactly. And so that's why we were able to do that again. It, we didn't do it on our own. We did right. it in in uh, in uh, clearly in in, in 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 step with uh, right. Canada. Canada. Uh, Oh, and did it in step with Canada. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Well, as long as Canada is safe. And she did ultimately correct herself later in the interview and go on to say Canada. But the point is, okay, NORAD, which is a military command designed to defend the homeland, has just shot down four items in the last week. Okay, in the previous 65 years, you know how many items they had shot down? I'll say it again. Zero. Bingo. Not one. This is unprecedented. This is new. Having people speak to this that can't even explain what NORAD is, that don't even know what country we're defending, is not a victory. Okay? And the fact that the president hasn't even gone out there anywhere near a podium to put a face behind what's going on, I'm telling you because I care. It's not some right-wing Fox News guy trying to get you mad at Democrats. You don't need my help to get mad at Democrats. Okay, inflation's at a 40 year high. The border's wide open. Violent crime is spiking. If I'm what it takes to get you mad, then you haven't been paying attention to anything else going on under their leadership. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The point is, this is going on because we've got an administration that's demonstrating weakness. And when you demonstrate weakness, On the world stage, the people who want to take advantage of America are only going to get that much more aggressive. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone. 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at BrianKilmeadeShow.com. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Dana Perino is coming up in the next hour. She's, of course, the co-host. America's Newsroom, the co-host of The Five, but right now, just some you and me time in response to this NORAD action. If you were too busy betting the Super Bowl, watching all these wacky commercials, on Sunday afternoon, a U.S. fighter jet shot down an unidentified object over Lake Huron, which was believed to be the same tract over Montana and monitored by the government the night before. It's the fourth object shot out of the sky by U.S. fighter jets in eight days 
with the first one being the Chinese spy balloon that traversed across the United States. So we have shot down in the past eight days four individual items. It's the first time we've taken hostile military action over our own country in the 65-year history of NORAD. Okay, so far we haven't gotten a word out of the president. What we did get uh, is a assistant defense secretary of Homeland Defense, Melissa Dalton, saying in light of the People's Republic of China balloon that we took down last Saturday, we have been more closely scrutinizing our airspace at these altitudes, including enhancing our radar, which may at least partly explain the increase in objects that we've detested over the past week. So it took a Chinese spy balloon for us to start looking <laughs> at the radar. What the hell is the world coming to? Do you understand that? Well, uh, the Chinese spy balloon came. We figured we should start checking to see if anybody else was trying to spy on us and fly into the space. Like, wait, what? This is ridiculous. Dude, NORAD, your charge is, def- your charge is defending America through the air. And we've just decided in the last eight days to start double checking to make sure nobody's getting like, what is going on? Is everybody watching TikTok videos? Oh, look, we got a dog on a skateboard. <laughs> Dude, defend the country. Okay, but here is Michael Waltz saying that the guy in charge right now, Joe Biden, should be speaking at some point and answering these questions, which he's not doing. It's clip 16. Pentagon briefings are fine, but America needs to hear from the commander in chief. I would expect uh, President Biden to go before the nation and answer what every American is asking, why are these happening now? Why are they happening with such frequency? Uh, where are they coming from? What's the purpose? Uh, and, you know, have these been happening all along and we're just now being made aware of it for a whole variety of reasons? Or uh, is, is this something completely new? America needs to hear from the president on this. He needs to be honest and forthright. Uh, with the American people. And, Trey, the fact that he didn't even raise the first one uh, during the State of the Union, I thought was a real disservice. I mean, it was a real disservice, but you'd never know it from talking to the media. Here's Andrea Mitchell, clip 20. What Joe Biden did tonight by not taking on China more aggressively was politically politically courageous, if you will, in terms of the domestic support, because mm-hmm. as you know very well, the polling is that, you know, 75 percent of Americans... There's no downside getting tough on China. Yeah, right. there's no They want a tougher line, and yep. the Republicans are in line with that, and a lot of Democrats are, and there's going to be a resolution next week, and it's going to pass with Democratic support. Well, you don't have a clue! So that was Andrea Mitchell saying, no, Joe Biden was right not to call out China. That was good that he didn't call out China, you know, because now they could... Fly more, four more balloons over. I mean, I'm telling you, it's straight clown stuff. Quick throw. Tony's got it. Tony walks in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Blitz coming. Mahomes. Man wide open. Touchdown, Chiefs. It's Sky Moore. First and goal. They try to shove Hurts over the end zone, waiting for a signal. He's in. Touchdown, Eagles. Hurts looking for a block, and he gets there. He's in. We're tied at Super Bowl 57. Of course, it didn't stay that way. It ended with the Kansas City Chiefs taking home the big prize. They are Super Bowl champions, no doubt. Thrilling our listenership in East Texas on KTBB where, of course, the great Patrick Mahomes, your Super Bowl MVP, went to high school just a few blocks away 
from the actual studio itself where we're being heard down there in Tyler, Texas. So congratulations to them. Uh, it is Fox Cross America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. We're talking Super Bowl, not because this is, in fact, a sports show although they do come up a lot because we are given to games of chance on this program. Uh, I grew up in a big gambling house. The first Giants jersey my dad bought me was plus 10. But uh, I bring up the Super Bowl and I bring up my gambling habits because Joe Biden was taking no chances yesterday. Traditionally, the sitting president goes on the host network for an interview about all things America. Did Joe Biden sit down with Fox? The answer would be no. No, he did not. And I'm telling you because I care. It's just a demonstration of weakness on the world stage. Now, people could point to the fact that one of the years Donald Trump was president, he didn't do an NBC interview. But you know what Donald Trump did do in his time as president? Seven times as many interviews as Joe Biden. Come on, man. Biden is not available to the press. They don't let him speak for himself. They don't let him off prompter. And it's demonstrating a lot of weakness on the world stage. We have a president that is clearly not all there. A lot of people know that. Like they're watching this administration and they're watching and emphasize all the silly stuff like inclusion and like in our military. Yesterday, we had an all-female flyover before the Super Bowl. Good for them. That's great. I'm not an issue with it. But the point that every time we showcased our military, whether they were flying planes over the game or they were saluting the national anthem on an aircraft carrier where they were dressed in the colors of the pride flag, I'm telling you our enemies don't look at our social justice initiatives in the military and go, we better not mess with America. Oh, man. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just they're not respecting our country the way they used to. It's crazy town. Okay, do you know what we did yesterday? We had two national anthems in the Super Bowl yesterday. Okay, we had a black national anthem. Okay, folks, we already had a black national anthem. It was called the Star Spangled Banner. Okay, the idea that we're resegregating the national anthem, the reason people are bothered by it. It's not obviously it's not racist. The NFL is 80 percent black. If people are tuning in to watch a game in which 80 percent of the players are black, they're not doing so because they're racist. So when the black national anthem comes on, we're not upset about it because black people are singing. We're upset about it because it's undoing all of the process in integrating this society that prior generations have made. I think he's got a point. Okay, as Chadwick Moore said on the show last week. This generation has something people call Selma envy. And what I mean is prior generations in this country actually had to fight for equality, had to fight for acceptance, had to risk their lives, had to risk their security, had to risk their good standing in the in the courts of law because they could go to jail for a lot of these protests in an effort to integrate our society. And those people are, in fact, civil rights heroes. This generation wants to brand itself heroic, so they're inventing fake crises that they can go out and rebel against. He knows what he's talking about. No, the NFL, it's so racist. We need a black national anthem. We'll show them. And it says end racism in the end zone. Folks, that's absurd. 80% of the players are black. What would the league look like if we ended racism? I mean, come on, this is bananas. Okay, but we're fighting straw man arguments. And to the rest of the world, it's just another highlight of the weakness, of the misappropriation of rage and energy and resources in this country. 
And when you top it off with a president that won't even sit down for a four and a half minute interview, like how crazy do you really think an interview with Brett Baer is going to get in four and a half minutes? Like, what do you think is going to go on? But the fact that he couldn't sit down for that, I'm telling you, it projects weakness on the world stage. But you never know it from watching CNN. CNN is the worst. Oh, they really are. But here is Don Lemon. Okay, saying Joe Biden was right to skip the interview. Here it is, clip one. I just think you, I would mostly look at, like, what doesn't he want to talk about? What doesn't um, he want to talk about? And also the Fox ecosystem, where, where they are, especially on truth, right, <laughs> and facts. And I think that, that, I definitely think that played into it. Should he have done it? That's up I to I mean, them. they're not fans of Fox, but I feel like, I do feel like there's this hunger for, you know, Joe Biden to strike a blow against the evil empire. But honestly, like, you know, a couple of his people go on there with some regularity. Pete Buttigieg goes on there. And I think when they see it to their tactical advantage, he'll be there immediately. I mean, come on, Don Lemon. That was absolutely dreadful. Well, did you hear what Don Lemon said? Well, when you think of Fox News and where they are on the facts. Okay, let's talk about where we are on the facts. CNN said Donald Trump was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. Turned out to be spectacularly false. Did Fox News report that as a fact? The answer would be no. Weird. CNN said vaccinated people could not get COVID and we should be shaming anybody who wasn't vaccinated. Did Fox News report that fact? The answer would be no. Really weird stuff. Okay, we could go on for days. Don Lemon famously goes on the air and tells you about hands up, don't shoot in Ferguson, Missouri. Did Fox News report that fact? The answer would be no. I mean, this goes on for days and days. CNN, Don Lemon being one of them, said the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Did Fox News report that fact? The answer would be no. So the point being is CNN lecturing us on facts is like OJ lecturing us on our marriages. Okay, Don Lemon, seriously, dude, I mean it because I care. Shut up, will you shut up? But bigger than that, which is him just trying to draw a culture war with Fox, and this stuff succeeds. Most CNN viewership comes from Fox playing their clips and making fun of them. Like 90% of their audience at this point is when The Five makes fun of CNN or Gutfeld makes fun of CNN, and we're all on TV being like, yo, you believe this, this? And we're laughing. Okay, and that's where their ratings come from. That's where their viewership comes from. No one's watching CNN. They fired everybody. They demoted Don Lemon from primetime to a morning show. He went from a solo primetime host to part of a trio in mornings, and he's now flipping out on his co-hosts during commercial breaks, and he's probably going to get thrown off of this show next. But it's because he's bitter, and he has no self-awareness. When you operate from a place of emotion— it denies you the ability to ask yourself if you sound crazy. Some of the best advice I'll ever give you is, hey, from time to time, do some self-reflection. Go, hey, do I sound like an idiot right now? Should I not be taking this position? Will this age poorly three days from now if the news cycle changes and I make this comment today? 99% of my life is self-awareness. Okay, and it's stunning considering the things I wear on TV and the stupid things I say on TV. Just imagine how ridiculous I would be if I didn't stop from time to time to question whether or not what I was doing was a good idea. Okay, CNN doesn't have that ability to self-reflect. Most Democrats don't in this world. Because their emotions are their facts. They're crazy. CNN competes with Fox News. They're getting their ass handed to them in the ratings. It makes them very upset. So they use their emotions as their facts. Well, Fox is lying. You shouldn't go on Fox. 
Okay, Fox hasn't retracted 200 stories since Trump got into office. You know who has? CNN. Correct the mundo. But here's more Oliver Darcy saying Biden's right to ice out the right-wing network. It's clip two. I think this really underscores um, the level of commitment uh, Biden has showed to icing out Fox. As you, as you said, he hasn't granted uh, this right-wing talk channel uh, any interviews since he's been president. And you can imagine why. I mean, if you watch this channel, it, it's very clear there's a, there's a strong animus toward him, toward his administration. And at nighttime, you have extremists, people like Tucker Carlson, who are going on on these rants, who are spreading misinformation and conspiracy theories about uh, things from the vaccines to January 6th. And so I think for this president, he has decided, you know, he's not going to call out the channel. He's not going to go to war with it in that way, but he's not going to give it any credence by appearing on. Oh, God. That is absolutely the most ridiculous excuse I have ever heard in my entire career as a disciplinarian. <laughs> you know, you got Fox News saying these things about the vaccines. Okay, understand. Fox News was right about the vaccine. Do you remember when people like Don Lemon and CNN were saying we got to start shaming the unvaccinated? Not getting vaccines. That's Don Lemon. It's time to start shaming them. Because hmm. frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. That- f*** them, f*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No, screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons <laughs> who will not get the shot. Shame on you. <laughs> you sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. <laughs> uh, never mind that they told us there weren't even going to be vaccine mandates. Another question from another student. Would you support a nationwide mandate of the COVID vaccine once it comes out? No, definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. We don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population. It would be unenforceable and not appropriate. That's Dr. Anthony Fauci. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. If you were paying attention over the weekend, Freedom of Information Act, Freedom of Information Act request showed you some of his emails to his personal friends telling them flat out not to wear a mask, save your money, doesn't do anything whatsoever. And then what did he ultimately turn around and do? He told everybody to wear a mask. Same guy who told you you don't need a vaccine turned around and said we'd never mandate a vaccine and then turned around and mandated a vaccine. Said we didn't fund gain-of-function research over in Wuhan, China. And that was like, well, all right, we funded the exact same thing, but we didn't call it gain-of-function research. He should be behind bars! Okay, the point is, everything CNN is trying to slander Fox with, okay, is an issue we've told the truth on. When we told you vaccinated people could get COVID, they were like, that's going to get people killed. They're lying. They're conspiracy lunatics. The media is a bunch of losers. Because we were right. The reason networks hate us is because we're right. The reason we're winning is because we're right. And it's because we take a pro-American position. Fox News' position is not protect the the Republican Party at all costs. The Fox News position is to protect your rights as America and the truth at all costs. Freedom! Okay, and it's hard for Joe Biden to go on a place like Fox News where he's declared that we're systemically racist as a country. It's hard for him to go on Fox News, a place where we staunchly defend the men and women who put on the uniform every day. As a guy who's been the face of a party that wants to defund the police, yes, it's, I'm not telling you it's an easy interview for Joe Biden. 
But the reason it's a hard it, it's so challenging, the reason so many Democrats are against it, and there's a good article about this on Mediaite right now. Mediaite has an article today. It says the reason Joe Biden wouldn't go on Fox is not the one you think. Okay, people in Biden's inner circle, and you need to know this. The reason they don't want him going on Fox is the same reason they didn't want him going to the southern border. They don't want to bring eyeballs to the truth. They have spent this entire administration telling you the border was a manufactured crisis by the Republicans, and they've put all their effort into emphasizing perception over reality. That's been the hook. Oh, forget the border. The Republic. I mean, come on here. Never mind that the Democrats once shut down the government over what they called kids in cages. Now, at the time they were shutting down the government and refusing to fund it over kids in cages, it's worth pointing out that all of those air quotes cages were built under Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But that was one of the funniest things in the world when the New York Times posted their photo. Look at all these kids in the Trump cages. And then they got corrected by the Associated Press, who was like, um, actually, uh, those cages were built in 2014 under Barack Obama. <laughs> but understand, Joe Biden had more kids in cages, if that's how you're going to des- describe them, had over 25 times as many as Donald Trump did. So the Democrats, again, willing to shut down the government when it happens under a Republican, completely ignore the problem when it's 25 times as big. And that's why Biden didn't want to go to the border. When he finally went to a migrant facility, famously, we now know, okay, they flat out admitted to having all the migrants shipped out of there for the photo op. Understand he doesn't want to bring attention to the truth. Biden doesn't want to go on Fox News because he doesn't want to bring all those eyeballs to the fact that we're the ones telling the truth. That's what goes on in this country. And it's a real problem. If your whole policy is based on hating America and saying we're systemically racist, if you sit down with the highest rated news network in the world and they take away the one thing you like to do. We're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. And that's why he's not coming. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I own damn fries. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon holding this country together. 888-788-9910. Data Perino coming up in the next hour. South Carolina Representative Nancy Mace is going to be here as well on what has been a food fight of a Monday if you're in the news business. We've got the Super Bowl. We've got some type of UFO situation going on with NORAD. They won't tell us what they shot down, just that they shot something down. We don't know what the hell that means, but we're expecting a briefing. From Corinne Jean-Pierre in the next hour. She's supposed to join Kirby out at the podium and give us some insight as to what went on and how and why. Chuck Schumer, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I, You know, I, he's a senator here in my home state. Chuck Schumer is a clown. But he never stops politicking. So here was Chuck Schumer yesterday saying, oh, this Chinese spy balloon, that was a humiliation. For China. They were caught lying. They're humiliated. I'm telling you this, man. China flies a weather balloon into our country, according to them, and it gathers weather over our most sensitive ballistic intercontinental nuclear ballistic missile facilities. 
this was not a loss. This was not a humiliation for China. But here's Chuck Schumer trying to spin this thing hard. It is clip 13. This program is going to have to be shut down now, hasn't it? The Chinese aren't going to be able to send balloons. Look, I think the Chinese were humiliated. I think the Chinese were caught lying. And I think it's a real, it's, it's a real step back for them. Yes, I think they're going to have to, I think they're probably going to have to get rid of it or do something because they look really bad. And they're not just doing the United States. This is a crew of balloons. We saw one in South America. They've probably been all over the world. No question. Okay, but China isn't backing off. They've sent more. You understand? When we, dem- when we demonstrate weakness on the world stage, the thing you got to get. Okay, peace through strength is a phrase. Why? Because they want people to fear American might on such a level that they don't even bother to act up. They don't want a problem, you understand. But when you go from peace through strength to chaos through teleprompter, it starts to embolden people. And when Chuck Schumer and guys like even Joe Biden get out there and try to make policies, the emphasis point of what went on in the last week. This guy's a serious ass. I mean, not only is he that, but he's setting back our country because, again, the message that our enemies take away is not what CNN and MSNBC report. It's what they can see with their own eyes. We have an administration more concerned with themselves than the rest of us. And I'm telling you because I care. It's a big problem. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting, as we always do, from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Big hour of Fox Across America coming up with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We are going to be joined in studio by the great Dana Perino. She's going to weigh in on UFO sightings, weather balloons, Super Bowl commercials, and everything in between. We're busting out the varsity because it's a historic day on the show. We are, of course, broadcasting for the first time in our career on News Radio KLBJ down in Austin, Texas. Hey, girl. Shout out to everybody listening on 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Of course, their program director, Mark Caesar, their owner, Bob Sinclair. It is a high honor to be on the air in Austin, Texas. Okay, we are, of course, in East Texas every day, KTBB in Tyler, Texas, where they're still drinking from last night's Super Bowl win, Patrick Mahomes being a hometown boy. But the fail of family, uh, we're very pro-Austin. We're almost too pro-Austin. I've been down there for South by Southwest. I've been down there just to go to the HEB supermarkets where they let you buy, you know, chocolate-covered peanuts and candy by the pound. That gets out of control for a guy like me. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. But seriously, if you're somebody listening on KLBJ and you're used to watching me on Fox News TV, I'll be on Gutfeld tonight at 11 o'clock with Greg Gutfeld. Uh, You know, food is all I have in this world. Like, I am very pro-food, so much so that Fox has to hire a guy to follow me around the building to make sure I stop eating between TV hits. Put that cookie down now! Oh, would you look who's back. You know who else is back? Sadly, I do have to play you a clip from The View in this hour. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 There's a clip that's just so illustrative of where we are as a country right now. Sonny Hostin from The View is reacting to last night's Super Bowl in which a black quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, squared off against a black quarterback in Jalen Hurts, also from the state of Texas, I might add. 
Uh, but what do both of these guys have in common? They just happen to be great quarterbacks. Okay, and while a lot of people on the left are fo- fixated on the race of these quarterbacks, okay, what the rest of us want to do is just watch some damn football. You are correct, sir. We're really not focused on the race of anything. The NFL is 80% black. Do you know how far past race the viewers of the NFL happen to be? But every time somebody on the left tries to speak out, to highlight what they think is some historically significant moment, what they ultimately wind up highlighting is the fact that they weren't paying attention. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Let's hear the Sonny Hostin clip, and then I'll explain what the issue is here. Take it away, Josh. The only well, thing that would have made it better for me is, you know, finally we know that black quarterbacks can lead teams so, and are smart enough to lead well, teams. I would like to see. I always knew that. That right? was never we knew a that. question. We knew but, that. But, um, you know, it takes people a minute how, to catch up. How about some black we'll owners? Right some black owners. I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> I mean, the view is, I mean, weapons grade stupid. We make fun of it, but it's the highest rated show in Guantanamo Bay. As you know, they can't interrogate inmates anymore with waterboarding. So they put on the view and the guy. First of all, the fact that Sonny Hostin implies, finally, we know black quarterbacks are smart enough to lead a team. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, to her credit, jumps in and tries to correct the record. But let's not act like Whoopi Goldberg is giving a valedictorian speech anytime soon. She's one of the dumbest people in the history of television. She once told us Jill Biden should be Surgeon General, despite the fact that she's not a medical doctor. Dr. Jill becomes a Surgeon General. His wife. Yeah. Joe, Biden. Joe Biden's wife. Because she, you know, she he would do. never do it. But she, it, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I thought she was I a doctor like, in PhD. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, oh, I, don't I could know. be wrong. Maybe I thought she was yeah, a teacher. Yeah, I think she's, she's, she's a teacher, but. <laughs> I think Jill Biden should be Surgeon General because she's a hell of a doctor. <laughs> no, she's not a doctor. But this is the view. These are some of the dumbest people in the history of television. You should almost be inspired by the fact that people could achieve that much with that little. And the fact that there's an audience sitting there applauding the lack of (laughs) any grasp or understanding of what went on in the Super Bowl yesterday. And that finally, the black quarterbacks have shown, first of all, is the insinuation that up until now, black quarterbacks weren't smart enough to lead a team. I don't know. That remains to be seen. I don't, I, I don't want to speak to her direct intent. But either way you slice it, she is highlighting a complete lack of understanding about the Super Bowl and black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. It's 2023. Okay, this finally, a black quarterback has shown. Do you know when the first black quarterback won the Super Bowl? Guy's name was Doug Williams. You know when he won the Super Bowl? Are you ready for it? He won the Super Bowl in 1987. Okay, we're talking nearly 40 years ago that a black quarterback won the Super Bowl. And there's the view with a straight face. Whoopi go Sunny Host, finally, a black quarterback. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Great question to ask her. Never mind that other black quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl for the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. You know who else won the Super Bowl as a black quarterback? The same guy who won it last night, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, wow. The people who get out and speak on race in this day and age, you understand, we don't have a race problem in the country anymore. We're a fully integrated society. 
We're so far past race in this country. But there they were yesterday giving us a separate black national anthem, like resegregating the country. Why? Because a lot of people on the left want to believe that they're some type of civil rights hero. They want the valor. So they're fighting straw man arguments. Okay, when you think of the issues facing the black community, what are the issues? High crime, high inflation, failing inner city schools. Those are the same issues that plague everybody else right now. It's hard to go shopping because everything's so expensive. It's hard to feel safe in public because crime is out of control. Okay, and yes, if you go to an inner city school, odds are it's failing. But the Democratic leaders who want to keep your kid trapped in that inner city school are sending their own kids to private school. That's just how white folks will do you. Telling you we got to protect the inner city schools. Why? Because the teachers lobby is the most powerful arm of the Democratic Party. So you understand, Democrats are the biggest problem facing black America right now. So they try to absolve themselves for that by protecting black America when it comes to straw man arguments. Well, we're calling the cops racist. You got to vote for us. But the cops are not the number one cause of death for black Americans. They're not even in the top hundred for black Americans. Okay, not even in top thousand for black Americans, to be clear. But they keep fighting this racial narrative. Why? Because it's easier than delivering tangible progress on the real issues facing black Americans. But here's Pete Buttigieg. I'll give you another example of this. He happens to be your transportation secretary. Okay, yesterday in East Palestine, Ohio, we have this toxic train derailment that turns into an environmental disaster with all kinds of hazardous chemicals going up in flames, generating a full-on mushroom cloud of legitimate pollution. Are the climate cops yelling out over this? The answer would be no. Not even a little. They don't care. They don't even know what's going on. But the point is, Pete Buttigieg, your transportation secretary, presiding over one of the most disastrous rail implosions in the history of this country. Your transportation secretary spoke this morning, never mentions this toxic train explosion once, but does remind everybody that some of our construction ranks are too white. Here it is, Pete Buttigieg. To work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing doing the good-paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. But that happens at the delivery level. You don't have a clue. What a jackass. When you're building a bridge, you don't want to want, you know what you want the bridge to do? You want it to work. <laughs> when you're building a tunnel, you know what the tunnel to do? You want it to work. Okay, you really genuinely don't care who built it as long as the best people built it. Now, this is not me saying hire white people exclusively. This is me saying we need to hire the best people for the job. The best people. Why? Because hiring based on identity is failing us at every turn. And if you don't believe me, look at Pete Buttigieg, who's your transportation secretary, for no other reason than the fact that he's gay. Pete Buttigieg is pathetic. Okay, Pete Buttigieg, his nickname when he was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, was Pothole Pete. 
because the roads, the local infrastructure was so poor that they nicknamed the mayor Pothole Pete. Okay, only in the era of identity politics could we put a guy in charge of our nation's roads named Pothole Pete. Do you understand how stupid that is? What's next? An education secretary named Summer School Sal? Okay, you're telling they're telling you right there in the name. Hey, this guy's bad at the job. But this is the problem with diversity hires. When you go out there and you hire not based on merit but inclusion, what you're ultimately inclusive of is a lot of dysfunction when it comes to the overall quality of the work. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. But they're highlighting things like this. Why? Because, again, it's a lot easier to to deliver on policies of inclusion than it is on policies of productivity. Again, the black community is not being plagued by a lack of black guys in hard hats. Okay, they're being plagued by everything every community is being plagued by. You want to know why? Because we're all the same. The only people who don't seem to know that are the Democrats who really want you to believe it's somehow 1950. Okay, the Democrats who told you black Americans aren't capable of getting voter ID. What do you mean asking a black American to get an ID? This is worse than Jim Crow. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia. I mean, think about it. This is worse than Jim Crow. You know, the era where Democrats were burning down people's houses so they wouldn't vote, charging them you know, poll taxes and literacy clauses and grandfather clauses and everything in between. Okay, but again, they want to fight these straw man arguments on inclusion because then they don't have to own any of the other ways they're failing the black community. So you get somebody like Sonny Hostin. Finally, a black quarterback wins the Super Bowl. It's the fourth time a black quarterback's won a Super Bowl. Yesterday was not historic. I'm happy for Patrick Mahomes. I'm thrilled for our listeners in East Texas. But not only was it the fourth time a black quarterback won the Super Bowl, but, oh, by the way, if you were keeping score at home, we also had black quarterbacks lose the Super Bowl. Donovan McNabb famously doing so for these Eagles. Cam Newton famously doing so for the Carolina Panthers. You've had Russell Wilson, uh, excuse me, win one and lose one for the Seahawks. You've had Patrick Mahomes win two and lose one for the Chiefs. You've had Doug Williams win one. Okay, for the Washington Redskins in the overall scheme of things. Okay, you've had eight different times a black quarterback has been the starter in the Super Bowl. You understand the Super Bowl has been around 57 years. Okay, you can tell me as time goes on, those numbers could go higher in terms of the percentage of black quarterbacks winning a Super Bowl. You could tell me it goes lower. Okay, I don't care. You just want the best quarterbacks to win. And this idea that the NFL was operating with anything in mind other than who's the best means you haven't been paying attention to the NFL. The league is 80% black. Okay? Yesterday was only a breakthrough if you were pretending the first 56 Super Bowls didn't happen, which is exactly what they're doing on the left because the only way they know how to go out and get votes in a day and age in which their policies are crushing black America. Do you know how bad a 40-year high in inflation is on people who are living in low-income communities, single moms, retirees living on fixed incomes? Horrific. Do you know how bad the black murder rate is spiked, by the way? 
It's at a 35-year high right now. That's horrific. And the fact that violent criminals aren't going to jail and staying there anymore because of these woke bail initiatives passed by Democratic leadership. Everything woke turns to So you understand if you, you are the problem, you are the one plaguing a community, a community you cannot win an election without their support. The Democrats cannot win a national election without overwhelming support from the black community. Okay, knowing that to be your reality knowing that every one of your policies have failed these communities. When you realize that's the case, it makes a lot more sense that Democrats get out in front of a microphone every day in the year 2023 and they pretend that it's 1823. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. And now, great moments in presidential history. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I just spoke at Dartmouth at the medical school. Or not, I guess I wasn't actually on the campus, but the people from the medical school were at the... I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. I'm not sure whether it's a medical school or where the hell I spoke. Another stirring moment for the president of the United States behind the podium, drawing some attention to the fact that he has not been behind the podium so far since NORAD shot down four objects over our country in the course of this weekend. Have we heard a word from Joe Biden? Not even close. Not even one. Nothing. Zero zip zilch. It demonstrates weakness. There's an ongoing briefing in the White House as we speak. We're dipping in and out as it becomes newsworthy. Dana Perino, a former White House press secretary, is joining us. And one of the things she's going to be weighing in on is the fact that NORAD, which is, of course, a 65-year-old organization, something that was founded, this military command was founded under Dwight Eisenhower. It predates JFK. And in the 65 years of NORAD, we have never had an American president once in the history of NORAD take hostile action to shoot down some type of foreign incursion over the United States of America. Well, in the past week, we've had that happen four different times. This could be a problem. Okay, and not only is it a problem that it's happening and somebody's clearly testing our airspace, at least our ability thereof to protect it, but the fact that the president hasn't spoken to it, it is concerning because it's demonstrating more of the same weakness we have witnessed out of this guy in the past. They are so carefully curating his access to the media. You know, when you can't do an interview before the Super Bowl with Fox News because you think they might ask tough questions, understand. You can tell me Fox News has been hard on Biden, but I promise you, okay, number one, it's justified. But number two, okay, the people in China that want to conquer this country are going to be a lot harder. So if you can't sit down for a friendly pregame interview about the Super Bowl and a couple of your policies on Fox News, what hope do we have What hope do we have that this guy is going to take on China on the world stage? Biden is such a disaster. He really is, and it's not lost on anybody that's paying attention. We'll get into it, though, with Dana Perino. 
who actually has a new series coming out on Fox Nation, of all things. We'll talk all things Perino when we come back on Fox Across America. Barney, it's time for Barney Cam. Are you ready for it this year? Say, what's the plot about? I can see from the look on your face, Barney, that you hadn't even thought about the plot. Hey, Barney, you better get started, and you better run along right now. During the tough times the president faced during his tenure, um, it allowed people again to see the softer side of the president, remind him that they're human and a family with two beautiful daughters and lots of great pets. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon reminding all of you that Presidential Pooches is now streaming on Fox Nation and no better person to host it than not only the co-host of America's Newsroom, not only the co-host of The Five, but what many people on social media would consider the preeminent dog photographer of our generation. (laughs) Dana Perino is in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, hi, hi. Actually, it's by proxy. My husband takes most of the pictures. I am aware. And every once in a while, I could see he gets a little bit like, Wow, everyone thinks you take these pictures. I, no, I am full. Like, honestly, he takes some really good action shots of Percy. Like, is he wearing a GoPro on the beach? Because I'm getting these no, shots. He just, he just like, he'll, he'll throw his hand down with the phone uh-huh. and just hope that he grabs a couple that are good. <laughs> and then he'll look through and see, and chances are there's a good one once in a while. The Perinos have taken sports, photo- uh, sports photography over to the dog genre. I did get an, I did get an email from... A, a woman who I love, Melanie Dunea. She's a fabulous professional photographer. Highly recommend her for your next headshot. <laughs> but she sent me a note. She goes, wait, is that with an iPhone? I'm like, it is. Yeah, it is. It's so next level. Folks, if you don't follow Dana on social media, like I personally have her blocked, but you should, I can't. <laughs> But you should follow her. No, they're always great, and it's always action. And that's the thing I appreciate as a sports fan mm-hmm. is where everybody's seen what your dog looks like in a sweater. If anybody has a dog, we've seen yeah. it in every various pose. But it's the mid-stride on the beach, sand kicking up in the bed. It's next level stuff. And my favorite part is that when, when the beach hasn't been walked on yet and it's fresh sand, and yeah. you can see that like it's his – Percy gets the first shot at it of the day. <laughs> you, I love that. What's funny, someone's going to release a new version of the famous Footprints uh, poem that we all had yes. hanging up in the 80s. Yes. But in this version of it, it's no, it's, it's Percy, Percy Perino was running on the beach, yes, Lord. Was, I knew was. it the whole time. <laughs> well, let's get into presidential pooches really quick because it's fascinating stuff. I think everybody always loves a good doggy diversion. Uh, but what I also find so interesting is, you know, based on your vantage point in the White House, which, you know, we love, we always love to delve into that, uh, George W. Bush really genuinely had an affinity for Barney. This wasn't a photo op. This was a hang. Barney was his son, the son he never had. (laughs) And Barney was cantankerous. Uh He had attitude. Okay? (laughs) He really did. And he didn't like many people. He loved the president. And he really kind of ruled the White House. He really (laughs) did. Um, And Barney Cam really came to be, uh, it was Mm -hmm. only done at Christmas time, Mm -hmm. and they would affix a camera to him, I believe, there and then they'd follow him around with a camera and they would show everybody Christmas at the White House. And part of that, one of the reasons is because after 9-11, they had to curtail tours to the White House just to get a handle on everything. And that was, of course, September. So leading into Christmas, it was one of our colleagues' ideas to come up with Barney Was that an Ari Fleischer move? It was not Ari Fleischer, um, though now he is a dog owner as well, so he might like it. Uh, (laughs) it, But the team at the Media Affairs office, um, Jeannie Mamo ran the office, 
and she was in charge of it every year. And let me just tell you, it was a big production, and <laughs> Mrs. Bush cared a lot about what how it turned out. For real. So you had to make it real good. <laughs> I love that Barney had agents. Like the you know, <laughs> Mrs. Bush was essentially Barney's agent and made sure he was going to be shown in the right light at all times. Yes, this was a this was an important production for us. <laughs> I've I've enjoyed doing this series because if you look back, many presidents have had dogs, mm-hmm. most um, some had more than dogs. They had cats. Do you know that the Kennedys had ponies? I did not know that. Yes, I mean, like, how great is that? You go to the that's White f- House and, like, oh, my pony's here. That's fascinating. Uh, that's pretty cool. And the other thing that the series goes into that I didn't know too much about, though I kind of assumed, is mm-hmm. how a dog is used in the public relations efforts. Yeah. And if you can look back, and many of the dogs helped, like, FDR get reelected. Is that or, true? Or, and Herbert Hoover get reelected. And remember, Buddy. Yes. Buddy was the chocolate lab that the Clintons got when Chelsea went to college to mm-hmm. deal with their empty nest syndrome. Yep. But there was another thing he was doing to help with the empty nest syndrome <laughs> uh, that led to the Lewinsky scandal. And Buddy was kind of the buffer yeah. between the scandal and the media. That is fascinating. Dana Perino was in studio. We're talking about presidential pooches, which is now streaming on Fox Nation. And, you know, the dogs have the highest approval ratings, I would think, in the history of presidential politics. So it's a smart move. But in the current administration, they actually had some doggy turnover. One of the yeah. dogs is a little bit older. Well, they have. Well, they got the. Uh, well, I can't remember which one. Yeah, there was, it was scout- bad. They, they liked uh, the Bidens like German shepherds, mm-hmm. uh, the beautiful, majestic dogs. One of them is a rescue. He's the first rescue dog to ever live at the White House. But maybe it was the older one. Yeah. He look. He just needs his space. Yeah. He doesn't want everybody fussing with him, <laughs> and he might have bitten a Secret Service agent. He just might have done that. And so they quietly shipped him away. Actually, another dog, um, Lucky, mm-hmm. was a dog that the Reagans got, and this dog did not take to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. He wanted more space to run. He wanted to have more fun. He just They could not train him well, so he went to the ranch. Is that true? And that's not a euphemism to yeah, me gonna... that, like— <laughs> Went to the ranch. He ex- the Reagans actually had a ranch in Santa Barbara, California. <laughs> I've been on the wrong end of that story a few times. Thank you for the clarification, Dana. That's really funny. Uh, do we have any, uh, knowing that these dogs have been wearing cameras on White House grounds as far as, uh, you know, Barney is concerned, do we have any presidential records of these dogs filming UFOs or unidentified balloons over the United States? You know, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that that was true. <laughs> I mean, what's going on? It's so crazy. So me. this is sort of weird. Um, this morning I came in and getting hair and makeup before America's Newsroom and talking to a makeup artist. And I said, what do you think the objects are? Uh-huh. So what objects? The, you know, the, the, the ones we shot down over the yeah. weekend. What are you talking about? So she had not paid attention to any news. Uh, she was a Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs fan. So she's happy. So imagine you were, didn't pay attention to the news from Friday to Monday. Yeah. You're happy about the Super Bowl or you're miserable, whichever. <laughs> And you're like, wait, we did what? We shot down three unidentified flying objects that are slightly bigger than a car, but not a balloon. And the Pentagon says, we don't know what they are. We'll let the Intel division figure that out. That's what I think is so fascinating is there's some semantical gymnastics taking place right now over what it was or wasn't. But it's unmistakable. I mean, if NORAD is 65, we've never shot down one, and now we've hit four in a weekend. This It's more significant than I feel like anyone seems to be General Jack Keane said, we just took hostile action against three unidentified flying objects, and the president of the United States hasn't addressed the public? Wow. How is that possible? How do you uh, – let me ask you this question to that point. You got General Jack Keane on on something like this. 
I would have 7,000 questions. Oh, I did. So, but here's how, here's how it goes. Yeah. You want to know how it goes? Mm-hmm. Say, so General Jack Keane, welcome to the program. <laughs> what do you think? And then you sit back and uh-huh. listen and learn uh-huh. for about four and a half minutes. Yeah. Then you say, thank you, General. <laughs> so just throw him the you ball. don't get a lot of your questions. You don't get yeah. to ask a lot of questions, but because yeah. he's so good at what he does, yes. he knows what the questions are. So he lays it all out. He said he was the one who said there was hostile action. We haven't done anything. He thinks the president needs to talk about it. He also said, I mean, I, I did ask this question. Are, if it is true that now we have opened up our aperture mm-hmm. and we're seeing more, how long has this been going on, guys? That's the part I wanted to bring up. So when I hear... That the re well, the reason there's such a proliferation of these tinier objects is we've just changed the radar settings. Right. I don't like knowing I don't I know <laughs> broadcasting to the world. Oh, so we had it turned down to two this whole time? <laughs> like, don't tell us that. You know? I, there was a I mean, I have never believed in alien life. Yeah. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a moment this weekend where I thought, is this happening? Yeah, is is, is it happening? Is this what we're doing now? Uh-huh. But then Congressman Zinke was just on. He's from Montana, and yep. he said, look, this is not an alien invasion. This is from China. Yeah. And we need to be realistic about it and deal with it with strength. Yeah, well, it's nice to see us shooting stuff down. But I think they've put themselves in a difficult position because we were told, you know, as recently as a week ago, you didn't want to shoot anything down over, you know, the mainland. Uh, now we've shot down four things, and the distinction is the size. We're being told, these, well, these are much smaller than the other ones. They didn't have a payload. Is that supposed to make us feel better? No. <laughs> the fact that, because this is the thing, when you hear something is shot down in Lake Huron, that means it made it to the absolute dead center of this country before actually being detected on radar. And well, they, they think maybe, though, that this Canada. is the one that they saw in Montana. Okay. But then from Montana to Lake Huron, that's quite a distance. Still a hike. Yeah, and yeah. They, didn't know, they didn't see it between there and there? I mean, I, listen. But I, maybe there's not a way. Maybe they have a way of not being detected. I mean, how, that's, that's my first concern. Okay. My second concern is just everyone at NORAD had big money on the Super Bowl. I don't want to believe <laughs> that. Listen, listen, we got a lot of Chiefs fans. We got a lot of Eagles fans, Dana Perino. But no, I, I don't like knowing these moments because I think on some level it is China, and I think it is a test to see how far they can get in in terms of evading radar. Can I add one thing? Yeah, though? of course. The other story we did today is about a drone mm-hmm. on our southern border, a Mexican drone that was being, well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the yeah. manufacturer, but it mm-hmm. was it was being used by the cartels to, for the smugglers to help guide the way. Mm-hmm. The drone was basically showing this is the way that you go to cross the border illegally. Wow. Now is that an unidentified flying object and can we shoot that down? Yeah, because I mean that is that is warfare. I mean, and, and, and essentially what you're saying is we were inches away from Rihanna getting shot down at the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, so don't go up farther than that <laughs> roof line. She, she crossed that roof. She was a goner. And there were a lot of people dressed as balloons. I had issues with the attire. I know. I was like, wow, this looks like the invasion is happening. I actually, everybody was like, is she pregnant? Is she pregnant? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe she looks like, I said, but those guys look like they're dressed with condoms. Yeah, so it was bizarre. I don't know. It was a weird product placement by the Trojan folks. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know what was what going on. What was your on. favorite commercial? Uh, a pound for pound, I'll tell you. I'm supposed to say Gutfeld because I'm on the show tonight. <laughs> but I did like it, and I thought it was executed yeah, it was really it was well. really good. I thought the best commercial was the dog commercial. Which one? Farmer's it, Dog? At the end. Um, oh, let I me didn't... make sure I'm saying it right, but it was I, I know it was an Amazon commercial. Oh, okay. Okay, and, and the premise of the commercial, it aired very late in the game, so it's not getting okay. any shine in the morning roundups. But it was about a dog who had all its humans home during the pandemic. 
And as the oh. humans go back to work, the dog starts trashing the house. And it's very funny because there are these <laughs> confrontations where the dog has ripped the painting in half. And, you know, the dog won't look at the family. Well, in any event, it climaxes with a crate showing up from Amazon. Oh. But you're thinking they're going to crate this dog now while they're at work. But, of course, they've gotten him a puppy to play with. And keep him. It's a really sweet, adorable commercial. The dog ones were great. I love the farmer's dog commercial yeah. where they had like the little girl and the puppy, and yeah. they grow up all through the years. And with the commercial, and we feed Percy farmer's dog. Yeah, it's basically oh, wow. like. If you feed your dog farmer's dog, he's going to live longer. Uh-huh. That's, the, that's the implication, right? I was like, well that's a good, played. effective commercial. Yep. I also like the one that they showed. I don't know where, what company it was mm-hmm. where you can eliminate people in the pictures that you don't want in the pictures yeah. anymore. But, I all right, love that. Well, let me chime in on this, though, because I think a lot of times pictures go viral because of what you've left in the picture. Yes, true. You know, if there's a kid peeing in the background of someone's wedding photo. Yeah. You go from 1,000 people looking at it to 10 million. So, That's true. You've you got to be selective of what you eliminate. Yes, but back to the earlier premise of this whole discussion, which was the best commercials always of animals. And that yeah. brings us full circle to presidential pooches. The oh. truth is, as insane as our politics have become in this country, because we are just living in a political Real Housewives episode, <laughs> <laughs> it's always good for Bravo to go to commercial and maybe to go spend some time with the presidential pets. Yeah. So that's what I think. No one will be throwing wine. They'll be throwing tennis balls. It's presidential pooches. It is streaming now, Dana Perino. Yes, it's up on Fox Nation. And guess what? It's like 15 minutes an episode. Oh, that's great. So it's like perfect timing. It's a little doggy like it's like a little snack, a little Fox Nation <laughs> snack. You go, you go back to the Bush White House. This is an era where presidents still sat down with the network carrying the Super Bowl and did an interview. It's another time. And by the way, really quick to that point, I do think it was a demonstration of weakness by Biden not to sit with maybe a Brett Baer or, our, our, you know, our great pal Shannon Bream, if only because at a moment where you're being asked to at best stare down China, at worst, stare down Martians. I'd like to think a one-on-one with Brett Bear wasn't so impossible, but I, mean, I don't know. I, I just – 112 million people watched the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're coming off a State of the Union where even Peggy Noonan is saying it was your best speech ever. Yeah. And, you, and you take a pass? I don't know. Maybe they ran out of B12. I don't know. Don't touch don't that know. one. Dana Perino, <laughs> presidential pooches at streaming now. We'll always have this. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. I thought the first Super Bowl was just kind of like, oh, it's this is amazing. Like we won the Super Bowl. Like this is happy. Like you just like a little kid winning 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 a prize at, at the at the fair. I mean, it, whereas this one, you've dealt with failure. You understand how hard it is uh, to get back on this stage and to win this game. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and that is two-time Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes and his Kansas City Chiefs back in the promised land. Uh, you're welcome, said Lincoln Fallon, by the way. If you're just tuning in, Lincoln gave that pick out all last week. He was pretty pumped up to get that Chiefs victory. Uh, no idea how close he was. He has no idea how close he was to being homeless if they didn't, in fact, cover the spread in that game. Let's just say his dad had a couple of bucks on the outcome. Uh, but the big bet coming up now is, of course, 2024. In the next hour, we're going to be talking to South Carolina Representative Nancy Mace, who I've got to be honest with you has been firing some shots inside the Republican tent, but she's going to be weighing in on reports from the Democratic tent that Kamala Harris 
could be the Democratic nominee in 2024. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> I don't know anybody who disagrees with Lincoln's sentiments right there, but Donna Brazil. Okay, some of you remember her. She worked briefly here at Fox. She used to cost me radio stations all the time because at the beginning of the pandemic, I used to have her on to talk about the shared humanity we were all going through as it pertained to lockdowns. Uh, and it was nice. It was real kumbaya, feel-good stuff. But we had a lot of radio affiliates who were like, uh, Get her out. <laughs> get her out of here. <laughs> she did ultimately leave Fox so she could get back to doing what she does best, which is leaking debate questions to Democratic presidential candidates. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. But the idea that the Democratic cupboard is as barren as it is for someone as influential within the party as Donna Brazile to be telling us with a straight face that Kamala Harris is a great candidate? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. It's going to be a tough one. Listen, I've made a lot of weird purchases, but this is a tough one for me to buy. Okay, a lot of you have seen the clothes I wear on Gutfeld. I'll be on Gutfeld tonight at 11 o'clock. Okay, I am no stranger to buying weird things, but buying Kamala Harris as a major party nominee, I don't see it. And you know who else doesn't see it? The Democrats. Kamala ran for office, if you remember... All the way back in 2020, and at the time she dropped out, she was polling at 1% in the Democratic Party. 1%. They heard a month of her on the campaign trail, and they were like, Oh, shut up, woman. I mean, think about that. Okay, in her home state of California, she was polling behind my milk. Okay, I drink 2%. Okay, she was pulling behind the content of my milk. And you want to know why? It's because... She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. And we're going to get into exactly why the judge feels like that in the next hour, because Kamala just spent some time over the weekend talking about the importance of electric school buses. Oh, I just love an electric school bus. But the more she talked about electric school buses, big yellow school buses, the more she rambled on and laughed and cackled in weird, chaotic moments, the more you realize that when it comes to Kamala, we don't think of electric school buses. We don't think of big yellow school buses or the wheels on the bus going round and round. We think of the fact that when it comes to school buses, she definitely rode the short one. That's true. That is true. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, 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 would you look who is back in action for another big hour on Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Going to be a busy one. South Carolina Representative Nancy Mace is stopping by. And we are continuing to monitor the White House press briefing on the three objects that were shot down over the weekend. Really fancy stuff as they continue to make a strong case for merit-based hiring. The White House sits down, Corrine Jean-Pierre, whenever things get complicated and they bring in John Kirby, who's actually qualified to answer the questions. And then when it's over, they go back to being about, you know, diversity and inclusion. And it's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House because they literally know. Deep down, they've appointed people 
who aren't qualified to be working the positions they happen to be working. KJP just sat on the sidelines for an hour while John Kirby addressed the media. That was embarrassing. For her and for the administration, because they're flat out telling you their number one priority is not people who can do the job, but people who can check the boxes, which is why the country is in the terrible state of disrepair that it is. I agree with that. And we speak about that state of disrepair because the hot rumor, the hot rumor in Washington is that Biden might not run in 2024. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I mean, the country's in trouble is the real reason why he might not run in 2024. According to the polling we covered on Friday, just 22% of Americans, 22% want him to run for president again. Biden sucks. That includes 37% of his own party. Okay, so 63% of Democrats, again, do not want this dude running. Biden sucks. Say it again. And with that, opens up a conversation about who might step in and replace him. Don't get me wrong. I know there are plenty of big names on the sidelines with plenty of energy, raring to go. I don't feel no ways tired. But the Democrats, to their credit, realize that Hillary Clinton has the negatives that she does, realizes that nobody turns out the Republican vote harder than Hillary Clinton does. And some prominent Democrats, including Donna Brazile, who helped Hillary get the nomination the last time, have started talking with a straight face about Kamala Harris being the 2024 standard bearer. (laughs) No, these are not my words. I know we joke around on the show. This is Donna Brazile. She was on the week yesterday, flat out saying Kamala could stay on the ticket or even run if Biden doesn't. It's clip 21. I'm so glad you brought up Kamala Harris because she is probably one of the most undefined human beings. She is incredible. She's standing in her own power. She has been at every step helpful to this president and getting his agenda through the United States Congress. And so while her poll numbers may not reflect her true popularity, I can guarantee you Kamala Harris will not be replaced on the party's ticket. And I can also guarantee you if Joe Biden decides not to run, Kamala Harris will become the next nominee of the Democratic Party. Are you stupid or something? Kamala Harris would become the next nominee? of the Democratic Party? You're not telling me the truth. Yo, let me just stick with you. Kamala Harris ran for the Democratic nomination once before. She was actually one of Joe Biden's opponents in 2020. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And she was so unpopular in the Democratic Party that she dropped out before the Iowa caucuses. That's the first nominating contest of the year. Kamala didn't even make it to contest number one before she was off the ticket. Kamala is a lying sociopath. Fact check. A lot of people feel that way. She's very uncomfortable in her own skin. Here she is over the weekend trying to sell the public on electronic school buses. This is so embarrassing. Clip 22. No exhaust. No diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi. And even USB outlets next to every seat. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. That's good stuff. I mean, that's good stuff. It's embarrassing. Okay. Can you imagine? You can plug in your phone and you can charge it on a school bus. Yo, Kamala. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. I mean, dude. 
Let's really talk about this for a second. Okay, I understand they're trying to push the agenda. We got an entire Super Bowl yesterday full of electronic electronic pickup truck ads. I mean, I got to be honest. That was absolutely dreadful. Nobody watching the Super Bowl cares about electronic pickup trucks. Why not run a commercial for vegan chicken wings while you're at it? Nobody asked for this, but there they are forcing their agenda down our throats. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. And when it comes to school buses, the fact that you can charge your phone in your school bus, first of all, you charge your phone anywhere, number one. Number two, the idea that this is, this is the, the, the selling point. Okay, number one, this stuff isn't going to make the environment any cleaner. Number two, it's not going to address the real issue facing students, which is the poor quality of our schools. Okay, really think about this for a second. Oh, we got electronic school buses. Okay, but the average American kid thinks two plus two equals jello because we locked down their schools for two years. I love the poorly educated. But the Democratic priorities are never your priorities. If you're a parent, you want your kid to get an education, and you want your kid to go to school where he or she is allowed to remain a he or she without having some type of gender activism forced down their throats in kindergarten. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. Wait, what? The Democrats are like, hell no! You can't be saying that! What you mean biology? Okay, but this is the biggest problem facing our schools. Kindergarten kids are getting shown drag shows. Okay, we're forcing what we're calling gender equity. Listen, you should feel tolerant, tolerated and accepted anywhere in society. But this idea that we're forcing this one-size-fits-all approach to gender on everybody in America is not right. And it's not prioritizing the correct battles. Okay, we're living in a global economy where we have to compete with other nations that prioritize education. They're not incentivizing grievance. They're not telling kids to get up in the morning and look for something to cry racism about. They're actually teaching them math and science and social studies and things that matter in the world. But that's also why Kamala is such a useless, okay, useless candidate, is she has nothing to offer that can actually deliver an improvement in the quality of life of the American people. Bingo, man, bingo. But why are we having this conversation? We're having this conversation because Biden is a disastrous president. Okay, I know he's technically our 46th president, but the dude is governing like he's going to be our last president. I'm not saying we're there, but he's done that poor of a job. And when you see somebody like Donna Brazil get out there and say like, oh, no, Kamala, she could be the one in 2024. Okay, she's obviously friendly with Kamala. She's obviously trying to help rehabilitate her image because within the Democratic Party, like the knives are out politically. The New York Times did a piece last week about how Democrats lost faith in Kamala. The Washington Post did a piece about the Democrats losing faith in Kamala. I did a piece for FoxNews.com. You could read it right now about the Democrats losing faith in Kamala. Now, why did I write my piece? Because the other two papers are actual print editions of the Democratic Party. They're the two papers that told you the Hunter Biden laptop was fake before the election. 
And then the minute it was over, they were like, oh, by the way, it was real. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. I mean, really think about that, okay? They have, for all intents and purposes, damaged people's faith in the mainstream media more than any attack from a Trump or some other right-winger could because they've established for everybody to see that they are activists masquerading as journalists. But understand, when they go out and do some journalizing, (laughs) which is not a word, they're doing so in the name of their own activism. Well, we've been sniffing around Washington, talking to all kinds of Democratic sources and donors, and it turns out none of them want Kamala on the ticket. You know what that means? If they're telling you donors don't want Kamala on the ticket, if they're telling you anonymous Democrats don't want them on the ticket, that means these newspapers don't want her on the ticket. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. And you understand, okay, what we're hoping is dead and buried with it is just identity politics. Okay, identity politics has failed this country at every turn. Karine Jean-Pierre is your White House press secretary. She, of course, was brought in to do what? Replace Jen Psaki. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. A lot of people felt that way. But understand, when she was hired, they were like, well, she's the first black lesbian to serve as White House press secretary. Hooray. But that shouldn't be the sell. The sell should be whether or not she can do the job. And in this instance, can she do the job? The answer would be no. Whenever things get complicated, they don't let her brief the people. They just took Corinne Jean-Pierre off the podium for an hour and sent in John Kirby. Sent him in because they knew the questions were too big and crazy for KJP. That's embarrassing. Pete Buttigieg also appointed why. Because in agreeing to drop out of the 2020 presidential race, Biden, of course, promised him a cabinet position. But lo and behold, they went with transportation secretary, something the guy had no qualifications to be. Because it was important to this administration to declare to the world, we've never had a gay transportation secretary before. And so that's what they did. That's stupid. Use your common sense. And if you don't believe me, look at the quality of everything in our country as it pertains to transportation. Planes that don't take off. Trains that are now exploding and getting nuked in East Palestine, Ohio. I'm not making light of the situation. But the point is we are in a really bad spot as a country because this administration has appointed a lot of people just because. Kamala Harris herself is on this ticket just because. They announced that Biden was only going to consider black women to be his running mate, wanted a woman of color. And again, I'm fine with it if you get one that knows what they're doing. In this instance, they flat out took Kamala Harris, someone who on the campaign trail famously said she believed Joe Biden's sexual assault accuser. You understand? I believe it. That means he's a rapist. She also lashed out at him at a debate, if you remember, for opposing integrated busing. She gave her little speech. There was a little girl that got to go on those buses after you fought against integrating them. That little girl was me. That was her big moment. And nobody cared like that. You know, she didn't really have any traction in the primaries. But the point is, the woman who said Biden is a rapist, the woman who said Biden is a racist, was then offered a spot on his ticket and couldn't get down there fast enough. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. And that's why I can tell you with a straight face, I don't know 
who the Democratic nominee is going to be in 2024, but I do know one billion percent that it won't be Kamala Harris. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Common sense from a not-so-sensible man. It's the compassion. It's the, it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the, it's the horse sense of the guy that gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America, your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking to South Carolina Representative Nancy Mace in the next break, but her opening act from North Carolina, Harold, joining us from Raleigh. Yo, Harold! How you doing, Jimmy? My man, trying to hold this country together on a Monday. What do we got, UFOs now? Wasn't crazy enough? Well, this is my argument. I'm looking at this bozo uh, Kirby on TV talking about the president takes national security very seriously. Mm -hmm. So perhaps if those six million people that crossed the border all had on balloons, maybe we would have stopped a couple of them. (laughs) It's true, though. I mean, how in one breath do you say you're serious about this and then in another you really do? I mean, we're not playing any defense on the border, and they know that, you know. Uh, That's a really good point, Harold. So do you think – do you think that Kirby, because he was out there today basically just filling in for KJP. It's like the bases were loaded, so they brought in a relief pitcher because she had walked right. the bases loaded. Aren't they kind of making the case against diversity hiring by subbing her out when things get sticky? Well, if she was qualified, you wouldn't have that problem. Yep. Scary. And, and there's another thing, sir. Mm-hmm. Mr. S- was it Swalwell was yeah. sleeping with a Chinese spy? Mm-hmm. They didn't make any noise about that. No. Diane Feinstein's driver was a Chinese spy. They didn't make any. So how serious? And, they, and I think a 77-year-old man in Arizona got locked up for shooting an illegal immigrant on his property. Yep. And how? so how serious are we taking this um, national security nonsense? Like I said, if they came over and boat with balloons, maybe we would have stopped a couple of them. <laughs> ah, too funny. Yeah, as long as these migrants use the correct pronouns, they'll be fine. Uh, Harold, you get it. I'm telling you, one of these days we're going to clone you if you're up for it. I got to come up to New York and get on the show, but I, I got to figure out how to get in and out without getting attacked. Yo, you're still like pretty rough up there. Are you telling me you don't still have your off duty after all those years on the force? Well, 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 guess what's going to happen if I defend myself and I'm right? I'm still getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, that's the bad news. But we would bail you out on this show. That's I don't know about any of these other ratchet shows running around, but if you come on Fox Across America, we're not letting you serve time for self-defense. And don't forget. Good to hear that, Jimmy. I'm going to get up there one day and, and surprise you. I got your back. All right, Harold, let's Thank do you. it. Have a good day, oh, you too, buddy. There he goes. The great Harold, though. He does pay attention because in New York, as you know, people defend themselves and get arrested for it. You know, that nothing crazier than the story of the bodega owner who, you know, sadly had his life threatened. Guy's trash in the store, swinging a knife, about to kill everybody, gets shot by a bodega owner, and they go out and arrest the guy. They charge him with murder one. Okay, now they were such a fierce backlash publicly that the DAs ultimately dropped the charges against the guy. But what did he do? He left the country, moved back to the Dominican Republic. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. When you live in a society that has more sympathy for the criminal than the cop, you have a problem. It's the same thing with illegal immigration, which is what Harold was talking about. We're at our border right now, and yes, we are a welcoming nation. Yes, we are a country that's founded on immigration, but it's founded on legal, legal immigration. People coming in legally through the proper channels. 
people coming in legally through the proper channels and, you know, contributing on the books to the country as a whole, to this grand bargain. Okay, what the Democrats are encouraging is anything but legal immigration. Why? Because if they come in illegally, they're not paying taxes. If they become dependent on the government, the Democrats can ultimately hope for their vote down the road. And don't let them tell you otherwise, because the Democrats are passing bills all over the country calling for illegal illegal immigrants to have the right to vote in local elections. That's not a theory. It's a thing they're doing. I live in New York, where they've tried to run this stuff through the legislature and give illegal immigrants the same rights as people who are in this country legally. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. True story. So you understand we're not playing defense at the border. And that's why it is laughable when you hear things like balloons like, oh, we take national security seriously. The politics will always come first. And if that weren't the case, they wouldn't have flown a Chinese weather balloon, as China called it, masquerading, it was actually a spy balloon, over our most sensitive nuclear facilities. And, well, we couldn't shoot it down. It was over land. But then they turned around and shot three more balloons over land a week later. So what is it? Democrats are so full of crap. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Thaler holding this country together on a wild Monday. We just had a briefing at the White House about three objects shot down over the weekend. NORAD's never shot down anything in its 65-year history. We've now taken down four things in the past week. Some speculated could be UFOs. We know that's not necessarily the case at this moment, but we don't know a heck of a whole lot more. But joining us now, if ever there was anybody to weigh in on stuff like UFOs, uh, it's this next guest who is not only a superstar representative in Congress, but a former Waffle House waitress who definitely saw some things in her day. Uh, Representative Nancy Mace back on the show. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 that's a great, funny introduction. <laughs> well, let's talk about this. I mean, if I was a New York City cab driver and you were, in fact, a Waffle House waitress, which we know you were, they're both good stories to tell the American people mm-hmm. about what we can amount to. But wouldn't you venture to say that you and I probably have more experience with extraterrestrials than anybody else they could trot out? I would say we both have some wild stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good diplomatic which, answer. Depending on which shift you took, uh, <laughs> you absolutely had some wild stories. But it's crazy, right? You just said that there hasn't been anything shot down in 65 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two things go through my mind in, in trying to figure out what's going on, because Congress hasn't been briefed on this yet, mm-hmm. is, number one, if they've one, have they always been out there and we're just now shooting them down? down for some reason or two we didn't know they were there it yeah. just it just seems so bizarre to yeah. see this going on and then not you know tell the american people anything or even congress yeah that's the that's the scary part is one of the explanations i was given it, you know they that they gave from this administration as well the reason we're noticing more of these balloons now is we changed the radar settings like i don't mm-hmm. want to know that we had the radar at like 2 uh, you know i'm not saying right. you dial it up to 10 but i'd like to think we could be running it at 8 or a 9 well right and so we didn't know so somebody that's somebody's fault that we mm-hmm. didn't know these things were in our airspace and i find it very hard to believe we have radar we have satellite we have other classified means and measures. We spend billions and billions and billions of dollars on this technology every year. What do you mean you didn't know that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so it's just it's it's uh, it's deeply concerning. Like 
Who's running the ship right now? Who's in charge? <laughs> this is bizarre stuff. We're talking to South Carolina Representative Nancy Mace from the 1st Congressional District of South Carolina. Uh, if we were speculating, and now we're just purely speculating, is your guess that it's mm-hmm. China, or are you thinking bigger than that? Well, and I'm guessing. I have not of been course. briefed on it. Of I was course. briefed on the balloon, so this is all separate from the balloon. Mm-hmm. But if I had to guess, these are likely, I'm going to guess, surveillance drones. If I if I were a betting man and we were going to bet drinks somewhere, <laughs> I would bet these are surveillance drones, likely from uh, maybe Russia. I just have a hard time seeing them coming all the way from China mm-hmm. uh, over. It's much easier to launch them from Russia, but, you know, I could be wrong. That's why I would like, I have more questions than I have answers at this point. But, I mean, everyone was praising us shooting one down in Lake Huron yesterday. But my question was, how did it get there? How did it get all the way across, halfway across our country in Canada? And we're only just noticing it in Michigan? Like, how does that happen even after you may have adjusted your radar? Like, how does, it that, how does it get all the way across the country like that, halfway across the country? Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, we only notice it once it gets to Michigan. Yeah, it's absolutely worth, worth asking. And even if they say mm-hmm. to you, okay, because they tried to make a case, well— it's possible this was something that was first noticed in Montana, so it wasn't that far from Montana to Michigan. But now stick with me, because a week ago we were told you can't shoot any of this stuff down over America. Correct. Now we're shooting a lot of stuff down over America. Over America. That's it, exactly it. That's exactly right. And they said they couldn't shoot anything down over the Arctic, but what uh, did they just go do? They just shot things down over Alaska. I mean, wow. you know, and so the misleading and lying to the American people – is what gets me. And the thing is, they know what these objects are. I mean, any suggestion that they don't, no F-22 or F-15, no fighter pilot is going to go up there and risk going to prison, risk going to Leavenworth because he mm-hmm. shot something down that he wasn't supposed to or didn't know what it was. Somebody knew something. Yeah. So they do know. And Congress needs to be briefed, and the American people need to be spoken to and told that what's going on, at least to some degree, to put and quell away any concerns or worries that people are going to start having the more of these that we shoot down. Yeah, it's crazy. For all we know, they could have just been backup dancers for Rihanna. Right. <laughs> Weird right. Outfits. Weird outfits. I don't know what went on there, but I did watch the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. t- technically speaking, Rihanna had more yards in the air than the Eagles did in the second half. But I want to keep you focused. Well, let me not. Let's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: down in, Sa- in, in South Carolina, when you wa- when when they're watching the Super Bowl, is there an appetite in your district for electric pickup trucks? The way they're forcing them on us, because every other commercial yesterday was either we're all a bunch of racist or we need to drive something electric. Is that what you hear when you're in your district? Well, we drive we drive Teslas down here. There are a lot of electric cars. Yep. There's a lot of Teslas down mm-hmm. here. I've yet to see an electric pickup truck and maybe they'll exist one day down here but mm-hmm. people still love their diesel trucks yeah they do they, it's yes they yeah. do and that that's the point that keeps coming back to me and there was one other thing i wanted to give you credit for because you mm-hmm. were at the press club and you were roasting the republican party which i mm-hmm. found funny and refreshing i roasted both sides of course the you did press isn't going to tell you that i roasted both sides equally they were good it we good. no we thought they were great and i and I, in, in all honesty yeah. i think we need more of that i think it would benefit mm-hmm. everybody if they didn't take themselves so seriously seriously because it would yeah. be it would be easier to make progress if our characterization yeah. of the opposing party wasn't they're literally ending the country as we know it that's part of the reason yeah. there's no bipartisanship don't you think right we need to be self-deprecating we need to laugh at ourselves people do d- dumb things people do stupid things i'm one of them right we do stuff all the time mm-hmm. and if you can't laugh at yourself for how hysterical some of the things we say and do are. Yes. And that's no good for the country. Like, we've got to be able to bring people together. And I think you can unite people through humor. Yes. And I tried, I tried to be bipartisan in it as well, 50-50, and I threw in some journalists 
mm-hmm. you know, and the reporters in the room too. And everyone had a good time. That's what we should be doing. You, we need to do more of that. Dang, we need to laugh more. We should. We should be having roast. You know, they used to have like the Comedy Central roast of Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. Like we should be mm-hmm. having. We should be having those in Washington. I think it would be so healthy for the American people. Where is that bill, Representative Mace? Yeah, I know <laughs> that and, and managing the weather. If you want me to change the weather down here, it's freezing in South Carolina. Those things, like I got nothing on you. Well, you know what's you know what's funny? We're the opposite of New York. Well, we like it when it's cold because it means you can't smell mm-hmm. the city, and that's actually a win. <laughs> well, we don't. We, I, we like the sun in our beaches down here, no, and we're, it's like fifty degrees down here today, and it's. Uh, yeah, I don't I, like it. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'll make some phone calls. I'll do what I can on my end. That's probably um, warm for you, though, in the wintertime, 50 degrees. Yeah, no, it's actually a win. We'll take it. Like I said, that's yeah. that for us is. That's a, that's a big winning day. But you got work to do down there. Let me know if it's UFOs. I just want to compare notes if you find them before I do, because I promise you, when I was driving in the city, when I was driving a taxi, I absolutely met people from other planets, and no one can convince me <laughs> otherwise. So, How long did it take you to practice that line? <laughs> no, it didn't. That's the point. Which, what what does it take? Good. It takes 12, hour, 12 yeah. hours behind the wheel in New York City. You pick up like 50 people. Um, literally, like 10 of them are tourists, 10 of them are people going to work, and then 30 uh-huh. of them are auditioning for a local circus, whether they realize it uh-huh. or not. And uh, it's very oh, entertaining. Okay. So if you do find aliens, all I'm asking is to compare notes uh, the next time you're on the show, uh-huh. okay? That's right. Thank you so much. You're the best. Have a great day. Representative Nancy Mace from the great state of South Carolina. Try, I'm telling you because I care, man. I don't know that it was aliens. I think it was somebody's high-altitude balloon surveillance program. But my big concern is that the balloons were able to make it here undetected. Like, that matters. And when the people in Washington say, well, you know, don't freak out. We're only finding out about this stuff because we turned up the radar settings. You're like, wait, what? What do you mean? So we weren't watching? Like, I don't want to hear that. From the people in charge of protecting the country. Like, I want to hear we're on it. We got this. You know, and that's what I grew up believing. I grew up believing that the people in charge of protecting and preserving this country were so heartedly consumed by the act of protecting and preserving the country that they never, ever, ever took their eye off the ball once. (laughs) I know, but I believed that. Because I grew up around people who cared, and that's what you learn about politics. The more time you spend around it is you realize you're watching pro wrestling. The fans of the wrestlers care a lot more than the wrestlers do. I've made this analogy to you before. The hoaxers fans fight the macho man's fans in the parking lot. They fight them outside the arena. They fight them inside the arena. But when the match is over, the hoaxer and the macho man, they're going out to Hooters. While everybody else is beating each other up in the parking lot, they're eating wings surrounded by scantily clad women. Hubba, hubba. Okay, and that's very much politics. Okay, and it's very much the bureaucratic state of Washington, D.C., in that we have people in charge that are very, very fragile human beings. They're not sitting there like, oh, it's such an honor to serve the American people. I'll stop at nothing. I'll never tire, you know. That's not what's going on. It's the actual opposite of that. It's, oh, I've got a position in, go- I've got a position in government. How do I make money off this? <laughs> How do I get a gig in the private sector? Who can I consult for? That's the biggest argument against expanding the size of the bureaucracy. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Every damn time. Okay, the bigger the government gets, the bigger a program becomes. The more people there are 
standing in the way of what you need to get done and actually getting it done. Every time you add another department, every time you add another person in the supply chain of signing off on what we need to get done, there's another human roadblock. Well, this person's off or this person's, you know, somebody's getting married this week or this person's just not returning emails. The point is every single human is an opportunity for complication. That's why private sector is always so wholeheartedly favored over the government when it comes to innovation, when it comes to quick turnaround, because they can be efficient. Our government is so big and bloated and cumbersome, it doesn't do anything quickly. You know, and that's, in this instance, the biggest challenge we're facing as it pertains to whatever the hell is flying over the country right now. We were told eight days ago, well, you know, we can't just shoot stuff down over America. That's not safe. And we shot three things down in one weekend. And we're like, what changed? And like, well, the altitude of the, uh, you know, they posed a threat to commercial. We don't know that about anything flying over our country that shouldn't be flying over our country. So are we just going to make the assumption that if something's flying over our country at a high altitude, it's not here to harm us? You know, you really think about the explanations we're being given. Well, this we, we shot these three things down because they were at lower altitude. And, you know, we got to make sure they're not going to harm the planes. But are we just taking the word for anybody else who violates our law and our sovereignty? Well, they violated our sovereignty. They're hovering over a nuclear facility. But clearly they don't have any intent of wrongdoing or harming us. Come on, who among us doesn't know when our biggest geopolitical foes doesn't remember a time when you just let them fly over the country and hover over your most sensitive nuclear intercontinental ballistic missile facilities? Folks, NORAD has been around for 65 years. It was founded under Dwight Eisenhower. It has never taken hostile action against an enemy vessel once in its 65-year history. It has done exactly that four times in the past eight days. So if you're going to get out there with a straight face and tell me this is no big deal, go back to bed, America. Don't worry, we take this self seriously, okay? Nobody, nobody, and I mean this, and I'm telling you this because I care, nobody is going to take you seriously if that's the position. That is correct. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Some solid news to share from my man Frank Sparks, who is, of course, the general manager and program director. If you're listening to us on Beaver County Radio, 1230 WBVP or 1460 WMBA, which, of course, is 99.3 FM and 95.7 FM on your radio dial. Our pals, uh, who are located, by the way, about seven miles, five to seven miles out from East Palestine, uh, Ohio are thankfully all doing okay. Uh, according to Frank, no one is glowing yet. <laughs> Their dogs haven't developed webbed feet. Uh, so far as we can tell, they all have two eyes. No one has given birth to a cyclops or anything like that so far today. Uh, but the way Frank described it in his email to me is that it looked like a nuclear bomb went off uh, when they did the controlled release of the chemicals and the ultimate explosion. And the picture he sent along is really wild. 
This was taken about three miles out in Chippewa Township, Pennsylvania. So if you're out there in that hood uh, on Beaver County Radio, we are, of course, sending you the best vibes we can send you by law. Uh, If you're listening in any of our markets closer to this blast, it's really psychotic, you know, to see a picture that really does look like a nuclear bomb. And what's even crazier is to have a transportation secretary give a briefing today in which he never mentioned it once. Pete Booty Judge is pathetic. I played this clip before. This is so bizarre. Pete Booty Judge spoke today and took time to highlight the fact that we need more diversity in our construction projects, but nothing for what looked like the big one. Listen to this clip, Josh. Thanks. To work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good-paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. But that happens at the delivery level. So literally nothing for a controlled explosion that looked like the end of the world. That's your transportation secretary. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. (laughs) I mean, man, oh boy, oh man. But if there was, in fact, a gold medal handed out in today's stampede of stupidity, it was Sonny Hostin on The View for summing up the Super Bowl-winning quarterback being a black person. Take that one away one more time. The only thing that would have made it better for me is, you know, finally we know that black quarterbacks can lead teams and are smart enough to lead teams. I would like to see. I I always knew that. That was never a question. We knew that. But, um, you know, it takes people a minute to catch up. How about some black owners? Some black owners. Sonny Hostin. Don't you have any respect for yourself? When you say, oh, finally, the black quarterbacks. Yo, girlfriend. Doug Williams is a black quarterback. He won the Super Bowl in 1987. Okay, we're talking about nearly 40 years ago. Russell Wilson, also a black quarterback, won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, who won last year's uh, last night's Super Bowl, has also won it one other time. Oh, by the way, since we're having this conversation, let's not forget Donovan McNabb. Let's not forget Cam Newton. Okay, let's not forget that Patrick Mahomes has gone to the Super Bowl three times in total and that Russell Wilson has gone twice and would be a two-time Super Bowl champion if Pete Carroll didn't decide to throw the ball at the one-yard line. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. (laughs) Is it ever? But understand that The View and all the people that are out there yelling about racism in 2023 and all these barriers being broken – Okay, they have no historical grasp of anything they're talking about. They are people who benefit from racial division. I'm not telling you this because of like I'm a Republican or I'm a Fox News guy and I want you to be mad at Democrats or my media competitors. I have no media competitors. I work at Fox News. We're the biggest we're the biggest network in the world by like a margin of 5 right now. Okay, our shows get outdraw MSNBC and CNN combined. Most nights, because we're out here standing up for America, which nobody else ever wants to do anymore. But we'll be doing it all year and all night, especially tonight on Gutfeld at 11 o'clock. I'll be there with our comedy dwarf. You better be there, too.
the Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.